Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Oh! Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Thursday. It is the 23rd day of February 2023. 223.23, in case you're ready to check today, Big J. Uh, I had to write a check for the first time in forever. I don't even know where our checks are. Uh, I had to find my checkbook. No BS. Because as I applied to get my passport, that's the only way that they would do it unless you brought, like, cash. And I'm like, no, I don't have that much cash. And they're like, well, we only accept a check. And so as I did that, I was like, oh, my God, where's my checkbook? (laughs) And I was finally able to discover where it was. And I actually physically wrote a check this week, which is, again, I can't, I literally cannot think of the last time I did that. Yeah, I would imagine uh, the the folks that make checks struggling right now. Remember when that was the coolest thing you could do is have personalized checks? Oh, man. And, you know, whatever theme there was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I don't know what age. The- <laughs> and then you wait for like weeks for them to show up. Like, what were we even doing, right? I mean, some people do that now with like their credit cards, so they have like particular themes or something on that. I I got I hopped off that train fairly early. Like I, when I first got a checking account, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And then I did it once, and I was like, hang on. Why? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Who am I trying to impress? The people that I'm paying my bills to? This is it seems like a really big waste of my money. So I stop. Dig the stuff you dig. Do you have a uh, a credit card of any kind that has a, a personalized background? Yeah. On? Well, well, I don't know about personalized, but I have a uh, I've got a an NFL card, Visa uh, 49ers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I've never done that so, either. I've never had like a different whatever they give me, they give me. I've never gone and sought out a particular type of credit card background. Or card background period at the end but to those of you that do we salute you happy uh thursday morning to all of you checking account or otherwise we wish you a very good one on uh what i can only describe as yet another schizophrenic weather day here in in idaho where it wasn't like 50 degrees like three days ago <laughs> and now today yeah. there is snow and ice on the ground so extra time going in it can be slick mostly on the side roads i've noticed the back roads uh are going to be a little bit slicker than normal so prepare yourself accordingly and mentally for what we're going to do today on this show over the next four hours, which includes a nerd alert, courtesy of Big J, a chance for you to win tickets to Static X. That show's coming up here in just a couple of days. And some Carl's Jr. food from us, because that's the kind of people we are. We try to feed you and then entertain you with concerts, music, and fun. So that's one of the many things. Plus, we're going to welcome onto the show Bronson Arroyo. He's going to call in in the 7 o'clock hour talk about his brand new album. And you're like, hang on a second. Isn't Bronson Arroyo a former Major League pitcher that won a World Series with the Boston Red Sox? Yes, the answer is yes. He pitched in the Major Leagues for like 17 seasons. 
but he also is a pretty big rock world uh, star in the world of baseball. He's played a couple of pretty big festivals around spring training. He's got a brand new rock album out. We're going to talk to him all about that coming up on the show this morning as well. And we play music. Nirvana is kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. In after with Nick and Big J. Well, it was a interesting day yesterday if your kids go to school in the state of Idaho as multiple schools across southern Idaho had to be evacuated or placed into lockdown during the mornings yesterday as police agencies got a bunch of false active shooter calls to 911 as part of this nationwide hoax that happened yesterday. Great hoax. The Idaho State Police said the schools received the false reports in several jurisdictions across the region, including Twin Falls, including Nampa, including Caldwell, including West Ada, including the Boise School District, all over the place, basically. So local police obviously had to take the proper precautions in every single case, but the threats were not considered valid in any of the situations. Law enforcement said no attacks or injuries at all throughout the state. A spokesman with the Canyon County Sheriff's Office said the spook calls reported attacks took place at several schools. So that forced law enforcement administration to place facilities into lockdown as a precaution. Uh, Basically, the West Ada School District said in a statement that all the calls came from the same phone number, uh, saying that there was an active shooter at a school, and it happened all across the United States yesterday. I don't know if this was some sort of trend, but it was weird that it was coming all from the same number. Uh, And so they even said that the calls uh, were basically part of a pre-recorded message and have been having frequently in months. So I don't know what's going on, but it was a pretty big deal yesterday. So if your kids came home freaked out or whatever, that's understandable. I mean, God, it's an awful situation. And, you know, all the men and women that had to report to all these schools yesterday, the schools having to deal with it, and then, uh, you know, everybody's attitudes and issues afterwards. I mean, that's that's a strain on mental health, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And I'm not sure why this started or how this started or what's going on, but hey, knock it off. Yes? Yeah. Uh, It's not a good hoax. It's not funny. It's not any of those things. All it does is strain resources and minds and stress levels and all sorts of stuff. And it also is part of a larger problem, but it is one of those deals that's just like I don't know how these things come about, but happy at the very least that none of it was real. But certainly crazy when I saw the reports coming in yesterday, like pretty much right after we wrapped up the show of like six schools in lockdown. And I was like, oh, no, what is going on? And then it turned out to be a nation, well, not even a statewide hoax. Plenty of things happening statewide, but also all over the country. This is happening yesterday. So what a time to be alive, Big J. Yeah, not a good way. The Tennessee Titans are looking to free up some cap space, so if you're looking for some players that you've heard of before, you might want to contact them. They released uh, Pro Bowl offensive tackle Taylor Lewin. They released Robert Woods, who they picked up from the Rams in a trade a couple years ago. Uh, Fat kicker Randy Bullock's out on his ass, and then linebacker Zach Cunningham also has been cut. Now, that frees up about $38 million in available salary cap for the Titans, according, according to a lot of the salary cap services, but also that's a bunch of dead cap money on there books as well. They still owe these people a bunch of money and they're going to have to pay for them and they're basically going to pay like $29 million, I think it is is the dead cap space number on these four releases Jeez. meaning that's against the cap this year even though they're not playing for them anymore. So that's the way the reality of the NFL works though. Uh, you sign them to a big contract, cut them with two years left and then eat a lot of that money and basically hopefully it does free up more that you can do something with but 
are the Tennessee Titans an attractive situation for free agents to go to? I don't know the answer to that. Depends who else is in the, the, the pie, I guess. Big J, we have rock drama. Gavin Rossdale is being sued by Bush's original drummer, Robin Goodridge. The former bandmate claims he was kicked out of the band abruptly and without cause. Apparently, uh, he was on board for Bush's 25th anniversary tour back in 2019, but then, after the first stop on the tour, he was kicked out of the band. According to the drummer's lawsuit, Rosdale refused to pay him for any of the tour's profits, and he also violated Bush's trademark agreement. So he's looking for damages as well as a permanent uh, injunction of uh, Gavin Rossdale using the term Bush on the road uh, because he's not allowed to unless he's got signed written consent, I guess, from all band members, and he doesn't have it from the drummer. So, uh, of course, Nigel Pulsford was one of the original guitarists. Dave Parsons was the original bass player along with Robin. They all parted ways basically in 2001. And then, uh, basically, uh, as they broke up, they each agreed to have 25% ownership in anything Bush. And Gavin Rossdale pays the original members in order to keep touring as Bush on a regular basis. Uh, but he needs like some sort of signed agreement that, that Robin does not give to him because he was supposed to be part of the original run and current run of this tour. And then he got kicked off. So uh, it does sound like, to me, I don't know what went on behind the scenes. But from a legal standpoint, it sounds to me like Robin may actually have a point. And, uh, and unless he's got this signed paperwork from him that he says he doesn't have, Gavin Rossdale's not allowed to tour as Bush. So that might mean we might see Device back on the road or something. No, what was the name of the other? Uh, Device was the, the disturbed one. What was the name of the, yeah, I don't remember. the other Gavin Rossdale band? They had one song on the stealth soundtrack. God dang it, Big J. Yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I'll have to look it up. I will find out what it is here. Or he just has him murdered. <laughs> yes. Also, watch out. Uh, Gavin Rosdale knows people, so watch what you watch your back. He was in a great episode of Criminal Minds. He knows what he's doing. Morning after with Nick and Big J. You know that's fake, right? No. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. What's going on? Why isn't this working? Oh. Here's traffic. Well, I mean, I, I know it's my fault. Here's, no, no. Here's the thing. None of those lights work. <laughs> yes. Like you don't know if it's on or off. Right. And because we're not doing anything, by the way, here to this to make sure it works because we're moving into a new studio. Right, they're building us a new studio, and so this current one it like has got like 15 lights off, and some of them mean off and some of them mean on, and I thought I had them. That's my fault. That's yeah, funny. How about we take a look at I the mean, it's not, tedious fiber? That is Bad Omens. That song is called Just Pretend here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, I have to ask you because no. I, I, can't, I have to admit... Uh, I don't, at least in my adult life, since I have been on my own in my own, like, house or home or apartment, I have never uh, eaten in bed. But you have uh, said on multiple occasions you will catch a dinner in bed, you'll eat in bed, you'll uh, you'll I'll make dinner in bed. <laughs> yeah, all these things. Nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm never do that. Would you? Do you eat in bed on the regular? No. Like, no. Uh, like, how often do you catch dinner in bed? Only when I'm super depressed. Okay. And no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, but you have. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't. Not enough that I can track it. Okay. Uh, but you have had dinner in bed before. You eaten in bed before. I guess is my point. Yes. When you do so, does the wife join you? Are you eating in bed together? That's happened before. Okay. Sure. Uh, are there any foods that you refuse to eat in bed where you're like, that's just not a good idea? Or is it all? Whatever you're eating can be taken into the bedroom if you feel like it. It, it pertains. Yeah, to no, you. I don't. No, I don't think so. I mean, I just, like these you are eat like chili in bed. 
No. You need soup in bed. Well, no, see, these are no. the things that I'm wondering. No, no, that would be. Those are foods that you would yeah, not I'm eat. Talking in bed. like a, a sandwich. Okay, sandwiches are okay. Chips okay because yeah. of the crumbs oh, or yeah. no? Oh, I love crumbs. Okay, uh, that's that's the reason why I can't do it. Like the the comfort factor. I wake up crumbs. in the middle of the night and I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh. <laughs> Have you eaten, like, a complete dinner in bed with, like, plates? A, a three-course? No. Not a three but, like, you have, like, a plate. A plate, sure, sure. You use a plate so you don't drop stuff everywhere. Sure, but, I mean, like, that's your entire dinner. Like, you have, like, and I'm talking, like, not like a fast food kind of dinner in bed. I'm talking, like, you have prepared dinner. You've cooked several things. You've put them on a plate, but you've decided to yeah, take no, it into the bedroom. Okay. No, that's that's the number one thing that people won't do. I, they won't yeah. eat a complete meal in bed with like servings of vegetables and a side and like a steak or something. They won't do that in bed. That's the one thing. Number two is any kind of pasta because of the splash zone. I guess is the point. Uh, they won't eat pasta in bed. Have you ever done oh, that? Oh yeah, macaroni and cheese, sure. <laughs> Uh, fried food is another thing they will not eat in bed because of the crumbs. You don't appear to be uh, put yeah, on. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Then coming in fourth is soup. Uh, coming in uh, fifth is any kind of Mexican food. Have you ever had Mexican food? In oh yeah, oh many times. And then seventh is any kind of Chinese food because uh, they appear that appears to be Comes a messy. In a box. I tell you what. Uh, so oh, you just eat it right out of the box? Yeah, sure. You don't spread it out on a plate or anything? Sometimes. You're an animal. Yep. But uh, apparently it's all things go for Big J in bed with the exception of soup and uh, chili and a complete meal. Everything else you'll eat now, in Now bed. I'm into it. Now I'm open to it. Uh, what happened? I'll do whatever. I don't know. Uh, when was the last time you ate in bed? I'll ask you that, Mr. I'm down for whatever. Um... I mean, I, I can't tell you for sure. Well, there you go. Then it's probably been a very long time since you've had any kind of food in bed. So it doesn't happen as often as people think, but those that are okay with eating in bed still have some foods that are off the table, and that includes Radio's Big J. Off the bed? I kind of thought it was a free-for-all for you. Like, you would eat whatever in bed that your comfort is more paramount than anything else. Well, I haven't looked at it and said, well, there are things I won't do here. No, no, I mean, that hasn't, hasn't right. happened. But uh, you, uh, uh, to me, again, this is how we're wired differently. I would look at something, and if I were to say, hey, I think I want to eat dinner in bed, which is not something I would ever say, but I would look down at something that I would be eating and go, this is probably not a good idea for me to be eating in bed. I don't think you have those wires wired up in your head. Yeah, there's only one way to find out. Eat whatever you want yeah. in bed. Yeah, listen, man, it's your bed. You can eat whatever the hell you want. I'm not going to be in it anytime soon. Time to pick soon. up some chili. So you can do whatever you want. But what I'm, but I thought this was interesting that people that eat in their bed have these these actual have, limits to what they will actually do. And what a bunch of cowards! I don't think you have those limits wired up at you. Is my point. Uh, and I think I'm kind of right. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There is the fun that is a food and bed topic. We are going to get a nerd alert courtesy of Big J. That's happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 VX Rocks. And all you PlayStation fans, State of Play is back. And Sony has announced that its State of Play broadcast is happening today at 12 p.m. Mountain Time. And that it will be showing off some upcoming PlayStation 5 and PlayStation VR 2 games. You can expect new info on titles such as Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Uh, That's the next game from Rocksteady Studios. Plus details on five new VR titles set to release later this year. You can tune in and find out what else Sony has in store as they tend to reserve their own announcements for events like this, especially in light of Sony likely not being part of E3 in 2023. 
You also might catch the new PlayStation VR 2 commercial, Nick, starring Ozzy and Sharon uh, Osbourne. Sharon Storm, oh. Uh, and uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, Ozzy's jumping the shark on this one. It's too much. He's in too many commercials. It sounds like because he can't go on the road, if you can film a commercial with Ozzy Osbourne, and as long as he's sitting down and doesn't have to move around a lot, you got him. That's exactly what happens in this commercial. Uh, it is pretty, it's pretty funny, though. Also, but it's kind of cringy cringe funny so you know check it out at your own leisure apple's long-running quest to bring blood glucose monitoring to the apple watch appears to be moving forward nick and this is something that has my attention bloomberg sources claim the company's no prick monitoring is now at a proof of concept stage and good enough that it could uh, come to market once it's smaller the technology which uses lasers to gauge glucose concentration under the skin was previously table top sized but has reportedly advanced to the point where an iPhone-sized wearable prototype is in the works. The system would not only help people with diabetes monitor their conditions, but would likely alert people who are pre-diabetic. The insider uh, says that they could then make changes that prevent type 2 uh, onset diabetes. That's uh, that's a good thing. Now, Apple has declined to comment, but the project has supposedly been in development for a long time. It began in 2010 when ailing Steve Jobs had his company buy blood glucose monitoring uh, startup Raylight. Bloomberg notes that it could be a few more years for a real-world product being available. Now, this is important because it's a no-prick system, so there's no blood involved here. It's just taking using this laser, which would really change things. I mean, they've come a long way with it. Somebody who recently has been diagnosed with diabetes type 2, um, you know, I, I haven't been through that finger prick you know, stage because uh, they've got the subcutaneous uh, monitoring that you can get uh, on a constant basis, which is what I've used in the past, and so this would be even uh, this would be really, really uh, important to have this. For everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, even those that don't have some sort of aversion to needles, I mean, it's something that is obviously a lot less mess, a lot less trouble. Anything that's on your wrist that you don't have to worry about, you can just check at any point, is incredibly important. Yeah, and it's this kind of technology that, you know, I mean, Apple really has been founded on, is breaking that and, and, and making it uh, available to people. I mean, you know, the watches, uh, I have a, a newer smartwatch, it monitors heart rate, EKG, all that kind of stuff which is really really interesting and that's you know good to have that information and it keeps you from really you know ending up in the er because you know it's like okay i'm not gonna die yeah that's exactly. important part. it's it's just as much uh, you know for monitoring your your internal stuff mm-hmm. as it is for your steps so it's a good thing yes uh and here we go in the dawn of the smartphone era rovio released what would be one of the most influential apps of all time nick maybe you're familiar with it angry birds oh my god yes it took over my life yeah. for a good three years yeah now there's no doubt that it's become a major part of the mobile gaming culture. Every uh, titan must fall eventually, and as of today, you can no longer download Angry Birds in the Google Play Store. I'll be honest, I didn't know it was still out there. I mean, obviously yeah. it was, but I mean, is have they done anything since like Angry yeah, Birds there's 3? Yeah, there's been some updates. Now, okay. this is the original Angry Birds. Oh my god. And so uh, this news is especially sad if you're an Android user, but the game is going away again on Google Play Store. That happened today, uh, but it's still available on the Apple App Store and iOS for users, so the game will re- be renamed to Red's First Flight. And it seems the company wants to move on from the original Angry Birds game and focus on newer titles. Uh, Well, that's their prerogative, I suppose. And they listen, they they certainly are out of the purview of the general public. There was a point, I think, when Angry Birds was at its peak, everybody knew who it was. But I'm guessing, like, I mean, it just means you can't access that super old game anymore in that store. If you already have it on your phone, you can still play it. You just can't get it and download it anymore. What's crazy about these mobile games is how fast they generate 
millions upon millions of dollars. Sure. And then, boom, they're over in a flash. Yeah. But in that period of time, they can create an empire. That's right. Crazy. Well, I mean, listen, and, and to be fair to Angry Birds, it had much more of its time in the spotlight than a lot of these mobile yeah. games get. I mean, it was able to create cartoons, merchandising, a movie. Mo- two movies in theatrical release, one more that was just direct to streaming. And so, yeah, it had certainly carved itself out way more than a lot of these mobile games have been able to do. And now what happens to the company? Who knows? But uh, you'll have to dig through it if you want it. Is that your nerd alert? That's the nerd alert, man. Love it. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few. Some important stuff as well as your We're Going to Hell story. Hold on. Important stuff. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Subscriptions, Big J. We all have a bunch. Mostly it revolves around our streaming services, but... Listen, there's apps. There's still, even though they're probably not as popular as they once were, subscription boxes had its moment. And now they moved on to the next big thing. Would you ever be interested, Big J, in joining a subscription club for a restaurant? A club? Yeah. Like, you know, you you pay the particular restaurant a certain amount of money per month. And it gets you access to discounts, deals, maybe a free item or two over the course of every month. Any of that interest you? No. How come? I don't know. I mean, I don't... I don't know. I just don't know if that makes a lot of sense to me. So Depends on how often you go out to eat, I suppose. But or if to you, the same restaurant. Right. If you are a regular visitor to places like Panera, P.F. Chang's, Taco Bell, they all are experimenting and within the next couple of months expected to release some sort of subscription model. Uh, also, current restaurants out there that do this, Panera, and there's all sorts of other things that you can get from them as well. And it gives you the opportunity to throw them $10 a month, and they give you savings. Sometimes it's like delivery savings. Sometimes it's other stuff. Uh, I know that I subscribe to Uber Eats Plus. I think I told you that. No, Whereas you didn't. Wow. I do. Well, mostly because uh, for the kids. When I have the kids over, I usually get oh, Uber yeah, Eats and stuff. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's a couple it, times a month. Right, exactly. And and Uber Eats can be expensive, especially if you tack on the delivery fees. So I pay them $9 a month, and I save on average about 20 bucks a month in delivery fees. That's crazy. So it makes sense for me. Part of uh, my thing with that, though, is the markup on the cost of the food. Like On delivery? Sure. Yeah, on delivery. Because you're paying that delivery fee, and then on top of that, you're paying extra for the food that if you went yourself would be cheaper. Yes, you're absolutely correct. There, so, there's nothing cost-effective about getting food delivered to your house. You're, yeah. It's all about does, convenience. Does it, but, but since you do that, since you use the, the Uber One Eats Plus thing, does that... Does it kind of cancel itself out a little bit? Uh, yes. Save some money on that. Well, not only that, not only do I get the free delivery or discounted delivery, I also get a free like every couple of weeks I get a free priority delivery, meaning it's like the first one in, so the food is guaranteed fresh. See, that also uh, bothers me too. What's the matter? That it's that, extra for that? Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah. Well, listen, it's they. You know, the, the you want to make sure it's sometimes people are on the run and dropping off two three orders. I get it. I understand that that you know it's also it has to be cost effective for the driver to not run and make one stop every single time. So I've got no problem with it. I mean, again, this is things I know when I sign up for it. But if you are like somebody that goes to the same place for lunch every time or goes a couple of times a month, these subscription-based models may actually save you some money in the long run. You may kick around, but just don't be surprised if you start seeing commercials for the new Taco Bell subscription or the new P.F. Chang subscription or whatever. So they're coming soon because that could be what's next in the world of eating out and eating out on the regular. Big J, nobody cared about the 2023 NBA All-Star Game, at least when it came to 
watching it on television. The place was packed to the gills. They sold out every aspect of it from an in-person fan standpoint, but uh, nobody watched it on TV. About four and a half million viewers watched the game. That's the lowest ever to tune into the NBA All-Star game, beating last year's number by a little bit. Uh, maybe the stakes are just too low. Maybe it's just bad basketball. Michael Malone, who is the head coach of the Denver Nuggets and was the coach of Team LeBron, did go on record calling it the worst basketball game ever played. So maybe it's competitiveness thing. I mean, again, the final score was like 189 to 178. It was ridiculous. Uh, there was no defense to be found. Basically, you, you watched a shoot-around. And the game went on forever. That's the other thing. I mean, when these when they're scoring that many points, the game took forever. And so they've got some real all-star problems. It's broken pretty much in every sport. Some things around it are doing great, but the games itself are rough, rough to watch. Big J, David Harbour is the star of Stranger Things, but if we're up to him, the damn show will be over already. Uh, he says that when he started the show, he, he never wanted it to end. And he says now that he's been doing it for a couple of seasons, even though it's a great, great show, he wishes he's not in it anymore. He would like for it to be out of uh, the... Jeez, well, and well, He does know that, of course, it is wrapping up. So maybe he's saying that. But, of course, he says that you know he's never been committed to a project longer than this. I mean, it has been nine years, even though there's only five se- or four seasons of Stranger Things and five to come. Nine years of his life has been involved in this show and he thinks it's time for it to end as everybody has grown up uh, but of course it is bed to street for him uh, because there's a sadness there mostly because of the people he works with but yes he is he's ready for the story to be over he's ready to stop talking stranger things he's ready to move on with his life and it doesn't sound like you are big Jim. no but never you, you haven't committed nine years of your life to stranger things to be fair you've committed a grand total of probably 27 hours yeah yeah so it's a little bit of a different thing. But uh, you find this a lot with people that have been on a show for a very long time. Fatigue. It's yeah. just one of those things that's like, all right, already, creatively, I'd like to do it's like, I, like What more can I do with with, uh, with my character? Yeah. Uh, well, and again, it's not like he's creating where the character goes. He's just reading what somebody else wrote for him. So he has even less uh, say in that particular world. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Incredibly up. Oh man, we're going to hell. What the hell is this? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Been a while, Big J. We are going to have a little special episode of Judge Big J for today's We're Going to Hell story. All rise. Keep standing. Oh my god, for real? Yeah. Ugh, that was the worst court ever. <laughs> well, uh, we'll get Big J's opinion on this particular topic, and you can decide however you want. But we head over to England for the actual story. And it's a story of a British woman against a supermarket. Big J, I'm sure in your time you've managed to go to a supermarket or two in your days. Yeah. So you know exactly the situation. She apparently has made a trip to this supermarket for uh, probably once every two weeks for the last three months. And she usually always gets the same thing. When she walks into the supermarket, she buys exactly 100 cucumbers, Big J. And so for the last three months, uh, she is going to the store for cucumbers. And every time she goes into this particular supermarket, they clean, she cleans them out of cucumbers. I mean, just completely drains them of the vegetable, just armloads of what they call cukes over in the UK. And what she does is she runs a detox juice business, and so she needs the cucumbers to make her juice, and so she goes to the supermarket to make it happen. And the uh, the store was like, man, we are so tired 
of having to reorder we're, cucumbers. We're, we're tired of selling our product and making sure that it gets sold. So they first approached the woman and said, hey, listen, you know, we, while we appreciate your business, you know you clean us out of cucumbers and other people come in and look for them and then they have to go someplace else. So we don't mind that you come here and shop here, but maybe could you tone it down so you're not grabbing 100 cucumbers yeah, every time you come like in? like five or six. Right. And then she said, basically, bleep you, I'll do what I want. And the store then said, great, so will we. You're banned from shopping here again. You can no longer shop here because you've got a crappy attitude. So they banned the woman from shopping there. And she has uh, tried to come into the store again two or three times, which has caused the store to kick her out without selling anything. So she's taken her case to social media, Big J. And she has said, hey, listen, I am a customer buying their product. They should be happy I'm going into their store. I don't understand why they banned me just for buying cucumbers. And then the store has said, well, listen, we're not banning you just for buying cucumbers. We're banning you because you're a terrible person. We don't want your business here well, well, she's unreasonable. Uh, that's what they're saying. Yeah. She's saying, but it's reasonable. I mean, you know, do you feel bad if you take the last product off the shelf at a supermarket? Or you're like, hey, this is what I need. I'm grabbing it. And that's kind of her defense in this particular side of things. Now, they are saying, listen, as a business, we can buy and sell uh, things and products to whoever we want to. It's our prerogative yeah, as a private right. business to do it. So, Big J. Private, private residence, man. Are you, uh, are you ruling in favor of the supermarket to ban whoever they want to ban? Or do you say, listen... The lady's right. She should be able to buy her cucumbers. Uh, well, here's the thing. They offered her a compromise, and she was like, no, I'm going to buy whatever I want. Thank you very much. So, you know, they reached out and tried to do the right thing. I mean, I understand the situation, but yeah, so I'm on the side with the business here. I mean, you know, uh, uh, maybe they have a bunch of complaints on those days that they don't have cucumbers. And so, I mean... That's them, what they're saying. Yeah, them going and saying, hey, listen, you know, we understand that you need this for your business. Could you leave some? The store, we don't need much to st- replenish, but come on. The store has also said that the, you know they're a supermarket, they're a market, they're not a wholesale, they're not yeah. a Costco. You're not there to buy things in bulk from a supermarket. Yeah. Their goal is to try to keep as many people as happy as possible. But I did not know buying too much of one object could get you in trouble at the supermarket. I mean, it never really crossed my mind. Well, you know, I mean, I think also her attitude is part of the problem. It definitely. So is. I, I mean, I'm in favor. A big J rules in favor of the business. All right. Uh, so, uh, that is the... And fun. she's doing weird stuff with those cucumbers. You know it. She's making detox juices. Yeah, detox for what? Uh, you probably your innards. They, they probably make you go poop, if I had to guess. Which, watch out for that kind of revenge, by the way. Uh, if that starts to happen around the store, you know exactly who that's coming from. I'll take the cucumber water. Thank you. Got lots, lots of poop stories, and we're going to hell. This one could be another one in a roundabout way. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> System of a Down, that is Chop Suey here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Bronson Arroyo is a Major League Baseball pitcher, played for 17 seasons in the Major Leagues. Not something easy to do. A majority of those with the Cincinnati Reds, but also played for the Boston Red Sox, won a World Series with that team. Also played for the Pittsburgh Pirates, even the Arizona Diamondbacks as well. But he also happens to be a pretty big deal in the world of rock and has a brand new album out. And we're going to talk to Bronson about both baseball and rock.
rock music as he joins us right now. Good morning, Bronson. How are you, man? I'm doing good. How about you guys? We're hanging in there, brother. Yeah. Thank you for uh, for making some time. I want to start off with an apology because I think most <laughs> people are going to know you as a major league pitcher. We're going to get into uh, you know the rock side of things here in a few. But before uh, I came here for a while, I worked for uh, Metro Source, the sports department, and uh, for years I I was one of those idiots that would stick a microphone in front of your face after the game and ask you questions like how you feeling after the win or after the loss tonight and I wanted to apologize for all those absolutely terrible questions that we had to ask you so I'm sorry (laughs) yeah I never worried about it to be honest with you you know it's like a lot of guys hated the media, but for me, it was uh, you know it was just a conversation. It was like I'm just giving you I'm giving you the truth about how I felt out there, you know. And over the years, I found that kind of just being authentic and not being so sugar coated with my answers. Um, you know, you'd have the media coming back, you know, asking questions a lot more, which was was fine with me. Um, you know, I, ne- I never minded those guys in the locker room. Well, that's nice to hear you say because it could be a, a, a pretty fairly uh, interesting place to have to answer questions as well. So thank you for taking the time. So I know that's going to be pretty easy to uh, to chat with you this morning. And, of course, we want to talk about your new album and your band that you've been working on. But I want to learn about the origin story because, you know, growing up, obviously, you knew you were an athletic person. You knew you, knew you had a chance to go to the major leagues. And then at 22, you decide to start teaching yourself guitar. Why, why make that decision? Yeah, it was just something. That, that that's actually just kind of fell in my lap I feel like you know I'd been singing karaoke maybe just for a year or so you know or maybe singing in the shower in the car and I felt like oh you know I was really enjoying the, the songs that were coming out in the early 90s out of Seattle you know Stone Temple Pilots Pearl Jam Nirvana and that stuff and and there was music in my family everybody played an instrument but I never really connected to music where I felt like I wanted to play it you know I was listening to the Beatles and the Mamas and the Papas and, and uh, you know Elton John and uh, John Lennon in the weight room with my father as a kid, but I never thought, oh, I want to perform this music. But when I started hearing the sounds of of Seattle, I, I wanted to try to sing this stuff. And so at 22, somebody handed me an acoustic guitar when I was in double A with the Pirates. And it just felt like it was a natural progression to see if I could, you know, play a Matchbox 20 song and, and make it happen myself. And that, that was kind of the, the process that started music. And as it got kind of under your skin, it, it became something that you couldn't just put down. The acoustic guitar would just sit in the corner of the room and it was almost like, it was just calling your name. It was like, I, I, I've got to, you know, play this thing every single day. Yeah, and it's one of those things you just, you know, you just don't pick it up and the next thing you know, you're writing albums and doing those sort of things. And then we've seen uh, Bronson with, with other folks who've gotten into the, the music industry, you know, that have uh, other professional careers that's kind of launched them into uh, I guess fame, if you will. I mean, I'll take Jared Leto, for an example, 30 Seconds to Mars. You know, it took a while for uh, the music community, the rock community to kind of be like, okay, you're not just doing this because you're you've got money and you can do whatever you want there was some passion there and wanted to be an artist and, and do those things and i gotta imagine you've been doing this so long that passion obviously is there for you as well it's something that you've always wanted to do yeah i've been playing for the for the better part of the last 20 years and you know it was a slow process like you said i mean it started with just playing around a campfire for your friends and then it was you know a little open mic night in 2003 in spring training with the red Sox, and then you know i ended up on stage and and in 2004 at a place called the Paradise Rock Club in Boston and played one song by Pearl Jam at a charity event for the for the general manager Theo Epstein and you know that kind of propelled me into an album called Covering the Bases and then you know you're thinking about writing songs and I'm writing kids songs for elementary schools before you go talk to them and telling them about how to you know eat the fruit and vegetables and get to sleep at night and then and then it just felt like it was the next level. You know, I've been playing a lot of shows and cover bands for a long time around Cincinnati, and it just felt like the next step was to to write an original record. And, and I had met 
the guys in this band back in Boston in 2004, and they all played in bigger bands. And, you know, Jamie Aronson plays with Miley Cyrus for the last 15 years, and my drummer Eric Gardner has been out with Melissa Etheridge for the last couple of years. And, you know, I, I always dreamed of writing an original record with these guys, and, you know, I wasn't sure how I was going to start finishing songs, but through a formula of having another partner to write with, uh, a lot of times in Cincinnati here with with Elliot Sloan from Blessed Union of Souls, I, I figured out how to start putting, you know, serious songs down on demos and, and, and getting an idea of how I could put an album together, and that's that's what we've done the last couple of years. The album is called Some Might Say, Bronson Arroyo, and the O4s is the name of the band as well. You can follow him on Facebook at Bronson Arroyo Band. Also check him out on Instagram as well at Bronson Arroyo 61. But, you know, you talked about the band, the O4s, and this is a band that you said, and I imagine that's why they're called the O4s. You met them back in 04. And so how hard is it to keep a collection of dudes together for this amount of time? We're almost at 20 years at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's been easy hanging with these guys, honestly. I've thrown batting practice to these guys on fields out in Los Angeles, and they've come to playoff games and i've been to a lot of their shows and you know it just felt like childhood friends really i mean you know just over the last 20 years just um they've been some of my closest friends we've gone snow skiing you know we've hang out and just mess around and play a bunch of cover songs and but to get the guys together and to, and to to really kind of like hone down and be like let's actually make this album and do it right um you know it was a little bit of, of effort on my part to try to convince them that that, that we should do this and, and it was kind of a slow turn but as we got the ball rolling we got into a studio in LA and there was no you know there was no one around there was no producer this is just purely produced by the five guys in this band everything from the artwork you know was made by Eric Eric Gardner the drummer and you know all the choices were made by us at kind of in a pure democracy and um, these songs are all songs out of my mind and a lot of these riffs came from the two guitar players clint walsh and jamie aronson so it's uh you know it's it's authentic i hope people enjoy it and um you know i'm kind of putting my best foot forward by putting this record out you know what's the what's been the biggest challenge for you obviously being a professional athlete and and, and done so many great things and having a championship on your belt you know challenges are something you you rise to meet in, in that in that journey what's been the big challenge for you in this journey the, the first one was trying to to figure out how to finish a song that you would was like a serious song you know you could write very direct things to kids like you know to write a song that you'd want to hear on a, on, a, on a record here on the radio that other people could pull parts from and maybe kind of make their own you know I didn't know if I could do that and so I figured out kind of if I had another writing partner with me I could bring the idea I could bring the song structure and tell them what I wanted the song to be about but if I got stuck on that third or fourth line they could help me kind of get over that hump and that that was one of the hardest things and I'd say the other part would be just performing live I mean over the last 20 years I've been playing and, and stage presence is hard to bring and and you know, having a guitar in your hand and now you're standing up and you're not sitting down and you got to stay a certain distance from the microphone and, and give people a performance that their eyes can enjoy as well as listening to the music. You know, there's a lot of layers to that and I'm, I'm slowly just, you know, figuring that out on the fly, uh, you know, over the last 20 years, really. Love it. Check it out. Yeah. Some might say is the name of the album. Bronson, thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate it. Best of luck going forward, my friend. All right, guys. Thank you. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, we're all a bunch of addicts. I hope you're okay. Yeah, I'm all right. According to the public health collaboration, uh, Americans are addicted to junk food. Way to go, everybody. Uh, they, I was there first. They estimate about 55% of Americans in some way, shape, or form are addicted to junk food. Uh, not great. Now, they're listing it as what's called a substance use disorder, which means that we just can't help but 
buy ourselves that bag of chips. Maybe it's the new barbecue Doritos, Big J, you've been touting about so much Probably. that you're addicted to. For others, it's uh, it's something that usually we get hooked on at a younger age. Chips and junk food that we've enjoyed when we were kids, we continue to enjoy into our adult lives. And that's one of the reasons why our kids are on the chunkier side as well here in the United States. The National Obesity Forum has teamed up with not only the Public Health Collaboration, but also the World Health Organization to say... Yeah, we probably need to work on making sure we're waning ourselves off junk food from a pretty early age. Nothing wrong with snacking every once in a while, but it's when you can't help but buy a bunch of crap at the store or go right to the snack drawer that it becomes an issue on a regular basis. Yes. So, something to be cognizant of, at least. See, I feel it's a much bigger issue. It's a mental issue, a mental health issue, and um, it's so easy to get addicted to something in particular if you're trying to cope with stuff and finding food is is a it's a non-stop revolving door that uh is is you know one of the reasons why i ended up being an obese person i think they absolutely 100 percent agree with you and think that the best way to treat that is to treat it like you do on other addictions which also yeah. is a mental health issue in a lot of cases yep. And uh, teaming up with that and working with it in tandem to realize that, yes, it's a mental thing. Yes, also, your body is definitely craving those things. You're not wrong, but it's because of how you've taught your body to behave that it reacts that way. Destigmatizing eating disorders is is very important. Concur. And the better that we could do about education and realizing that some things, you know, you definitely can control, but being able to uh, appreciate and realize that, you know, you're not getting any help from that bag of ruffles. You understand? Like they they are putting things in it that make it's like. <laughs> so I married an axe murderer. They're putting things in it that make you crave it fortnightly. Don't you understand? And you're just dealing right into that. So it's a tandem work effort, and it's a lot of progress that needs to be made in that particular area. But no, there's help out there if you want it, man. The Tennessee Titans have reportedly released four veteran players. Uh, Taylor Lewin, the uh, offensive tackle that was a pro bowler multiple times over, gone. So was wideout Robert Woods, who was a captain last year. Uh, Kicker Randy Bullock and Zach Cunningham all out so that they could free up some cap space. So we'll see what the Titans do with that money. They freed up $38 million, but also have now $29 million from those four players of dead cap space on their team. But that's the way the NFL works. Steph Curry is going to miss at least another week of play after he recovers from knee and leg injuries. The team announced this yesterday. They thought maybe Steph would be back right after the All-Star break after injuring himself on February 4th, but that's not going to happen. He's going to need at least another week before they get him back out there. The Warriors and the NBA back in action tonight after the All-Star break. Big J, I know you don't watch Succession. Uh, but it is a very good show on HBO and HBO Max if you happen to get in behind it. And usually I don't get caught up in this, but I absolutely cannot get enough of the behind-the-scenes stories about Jeremy Strong. Now, if you don't watch Succession, uh, you may not be familiar with his portrayal as Kendall, the son of Brian Cox in the show, but you know Jeremy Strong, Big J, from his role in The Gentleman. He was the big bad in The Gentleman, the Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Uh, That's a movie that he also refuses to talk about. I'm so... Like, he had either... He didn't get along with Guy Ritchie or something happened on set, but he... It's the only thing he's ever done that he won't talk about. But famously, Jeremy Strong is what they like to call a method actor, which means when he's on set, he's on set as Kendall. He's never met any of the other co-stars of his show as himself, 
but he's in this very method person so he's always very you know Kendall is an interesting dude and uh, not a very good person and so all of his co-stars have gone on the record Brian Cox can't stop talking about how he hates the fact that Jeremy never breaks character that he's like impossible yeah. to be around and uh, and Jeremy is dialing right into that and says stuff like well I've never actually met Brian Cox as a person I've only met him as Kendall so I yeah. don't know who he I'm is I'm a lunatic <laughs> Right. And so it all comes off sounding completely insane. And there was a brand new uh, article in Town and Country magazine basically focusing on uh, Brian Cox and his role in Succession. And he basically is calling his co-star annoying and can't stand that he can't. He's like, I've been acting for 60 years. You don't have to be these people. They understand this is a job, right? You can be good at your job and also not have to be an a-hole 100% of the time. I don't understand why. But yeah, anytime Brian Cox get a microphone in front of him now, he's talking about how much she hates method acting, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Brian Cox and method acting go. Yes. I mean, it's all you have to say. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's town and country or he did a thing with Ver- uh, Van or Variety. He also did something with British GQ and he was on Seth Meyers. All the time he's talking about what a pain in the ass this guy is. And I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know why, but I do. Uh, so if you get a chance, and by the way, the show is fantastic too. And I, maybe that leads to like, because you know, there are father and son that are kind of pitted against each other that don't like each other very yeah. much. So it almost plays into it perfectly in that particular show, which is why I think it's one of the many reasons why people tune in. But the behind the scenes stuff, usually I'm not into it. This time around, I'm all about it. So uh, there's more out there if you want some juicy, tasty, delicious tea about uh, the Succession TV show you can enjoy at your leisure. Back down. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yes, indeed. And Pop Culture Smackdown brought to you by Carl's Jr. and the new Philly cheesesteak. It's here, baby. Bite into the Philly cheesesteak Angus Thick Burger or they got a breakfast burrito at Carl's Jr. today and fill up on Philly. And we will set you up as a result with a couple of uh, Carl's Jr.'s Philly Cheesesteak Angus Thick Burgers. So that's on the way. Plus, Static X will be here on the 3rd at the Rev Center. You don't want to miss that show. It's going to be great. Dope also playing, Fear Factory. So let's get you signed up for all that if you beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Phone number is as follows, 208-287-1003. That's the number you need to call if you'd like to play the game called Pop Culture Smackdown. You're going to have to know just a little bit about pop culture if you want to claim this prize, which includes a concert ticket and some food coming your way. Hopefully that makes you feel pretty good. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hello. Hi, what's your name, please? April. April, you're up first. April, in the Lord of the Rings movies, Gollum is known for saying what word? Is it Cowabunga, Precious, or Mercy? Precious. Yes, his Precious. That is correct. Big J, when Walt Disney was alive, he won 22 Academy Awards for short subjects, but... Again, while he was alive, only one film earned him a Best Picture nomination. What was this live-action animated mashup? It was a uh, uh, Fantasia. Uh, Fantasia is a good guess, but no, Wrong. no live-action live action action yes, mashup. Were, though there were there were cartoons interacting with human beings in this particular movie. Yes, uh, Hundred One Dalmatians. Uh, no, that's all animated Wrong. as well. Yeah, I don't know then. Uh, what if I said it lost to My Fair Lady at the Best Picture race? Did that can help the year? <laughs> no. What if I said that uh, one of your favorite gentlemen uh, was appeared in it? Uh, you referenced him uh, earlier in the week in Dick Van Dyke. 
Oh, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Ah, right. Duh. Yes, he was dancing with penguins, if you remember correctly, in the movie. A spoonful of sugar, man. Uh, and that was the only movie that Walt Disney ever was a part of while he was alive that was nominated for Best Picture. Of course, you had to wait until um, Beauty and the Beast before a Disney movie was nominated again. Beauty and the Beast. Congratulations, April. That's all it takes. You got yourself all set up for Static X tickets. You got some Carlos Jr. coming your way as well. Congratulations on winning Pop Culture Smackdown. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you, and we will come back and do a run of headlines. They're happening next on the X Rocks. After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Pretty easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button. It's right there and available at GoTeamMazda.com and you can get started on your new or used car adventure today. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Too dumb to work? Our broke fathers and inappropriate. Inappropriate. A Florida woman wasn't exactly loving it when she went to her local McDonald's, so she decided to pull out her gun and get the free cookie she thought she was entitled to, Big J. Her name is uh, Amy Hendricks. She placed her order at the Amante Springs restaurant drive-thru because uh, she got angry when no one asked about the franchise's rewards program. And so because of that disrespect, Big J, she demanded that employees give her a free cookie. And when they're like, hey, listen, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> that did not calm her down, Big J. So then the 24-year-old brandished a handgun, which she began waving around and then pulled into a parking spot, went inside the restaurant, grabbed an employee who she dragged outside, smacked around with the gun, and then asked for the free cookie again. Uh, she was then apprehended and charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, uh, inappropriate ex- exhibit of a firearm battery, and resisting an officer as well. So nice. Just because she didn't get offered up the rewards. See, I often get annoyed by that. That's how weird. That's how different people are, I guess. Yeah, you don't care about your rewards. Yeah, I'm not part of the rewards program. I don't want to be part of the rewards program. Take my money. Give me my food. Only if it's it's Uber. Let's make this transition as quick as possible. There's no need to lengthen it out anymore. And then other people will wave a gun and demand a free cookie when they don't get spoken to like that. So I guess to each their own. One could say she did it for the cookie. The cookie. It. That's all I got. Too dumb to work or our broke fathers? Too dumb to make jokes and work. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you have a business that's in a crowded marketplace, Big J, you need to do something to stick out. And a pizza shop in Ohio is creating some controversy after they posted a banner hanging outside their store saying, now hiring non-stupid people. Santana's Pizzeria is right in downtown Columbus off the campus of Ohio State University and now it's gone viral for the large red and white sign posted out front. The manager of the restaurant has said the sign is supposed to be a joke and she does hope that people do see it as such. But then she was quick to say, hey, instead of judging our signs on social media, why don't you come down here and judge our pizza? Get it, Big J? Whoa. She's doing it all for the pizza. What? No, the pizza. No, it doesn't it, work. Nookie and Cookie rhyme. But they're both food. Yeah, that's true. Wrap it up with our broke fathers. Big J, did you know that George Washington was broke AF? Uh, right before he became president of the United States of America? Yeah, he let, he let go of slaves. Uh, part of the problem. Nobody uh, knew that until recently because an unknown letter from George Washington in which the first U.S. president hints at some pretty serious financial troubles. And by the way, this letter now expected to fetch about $50,000 at an auction that's coming up at Rob Collection. Equal to $6 billion back then. <laughs> right. Uh, says they have found a documentized letter from George Washington that he had actually put out to a 
fellow uh, general in the army saying, hey, listen, I've got some really serious money problems. I need to sell some of my land holdings and I'll accept nothing but cash in return. So if you know anybody that's looking to buy some land, let uh, let a president know because I have got some serious cash flow issues. Uh, of course, Washington at this point was just a retired colonel. He was going to go on to be president uh, in about two years, and then that's when his financial security would start to check in. But even our forefathers, Big J, had some serious cash flow problems. So when you can't pay that bill at the end of the month, no, hey, listen, maybe you're just like George Washington, and it'll turn out for you better in a couple years. You just got to get through it. I doubt it. Of course, you also probably don't have a bunch of land that was gifted to you that you can sell off if you do have those money problems like George Washington did back then. Uh, because land is paramount now, Big J, as you're well aware. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything, including Limp Bizkit references, dates or otherwise. <laughs> new music from Linkin Park. That song is called Lost off the 20th anniversary edition of Meteora Lost Track that they found ironically enough here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And it says here, Big J, I'm supposed to congratulate you on being a great husband. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's totally great, uh, but uh, certainly a look into uh, my day-to-day life, which I know you enjoy so much. I do. I love the peek into the Big J world. Now, listen, I I love my wife. I feel like uh, (laughs) I am very lucky and and, uh, I know that. And so I will go to great lengths for my wife because if anybody's spending any time with her they know that she's an amazing she's human a being. saint she's a saint she, i don't know if she's a saint i'm but telling you she, she is. is she's a saint to you yes uh but she is an amazing human being and so i i realize this and i i will go out of my way and do anything pretty much for her and, and unfortunately she uses this against me because uh nick uh, there are there are three i think there are three things that for sure i know that i hate so much that that instantly make me irritable irritated that my blood pressure raises and just i don't understand it's just the way it is and i've accepted it but these things make me angry uh here are those three items the seattle seahawks country music i could never work at a country radio station i would have to retire if something happened i couldn't do it and then number three is Trader Joe's. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and just being there, like it's so small and everybody walks so slow. I just, I can't deal. Like we've gone in there together and I just immediately, I'm like, I get angry. Okay. Like angry. So yesterday after the show, uh, we have our uh, post-show conversation and she calls me and she asked me a favor. She goes, hey, will you please go pick up some sprouts? She wants to make uh, chicken salad sandwiches and she needs sprouts for that. Got to get those Brussels sprouts. And I'm sprouts. like, okay, we're, all right. I can do that. She goes, but I need you to go to Trader Joe's. And I'm like, are you, what? No, you know, I thought she was joking. Like, (laughs) okay, it's funny. She's like, no, really. I'm like, that's not happening. I'm not doing it. And I say immediately, you know that song uh, from Meatloaf, I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. That's what he's talking about. He won't go to Trader Joe's for you. Do they, do they taste different? So I, here's the thing. Here's where we get into this. All right. So I'm like, fine. All right. Uh, I had to go. So you immediately buckle and go. Well, no, here's the thing. It's like, listen, she, she, she goes to great lengths for me. And I'm Uh like, I'm going to, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to go ahead and go do what she wants because it's the right thing to do. And so also right next to Trader Joe's is this place that my daughter wants lunch from. So, and she ended up not having time to go get it for herself. So I was going to stop and get her. She wanted a poke bowl. So uh, I'm like, okay, I'll just knock these two things out. So I, 
I get to Trader Joe's. I get to the parking lot. I'm angry already. I'm like, oh, okay, uh-huh. good. Go, go right in. I go right in, and I'm looking for these things, and I don't see them. And and I and so I call her, and I'm like, hey, where are these sprouts that you usually buys? And she says, oh, I've never bought sprouts from there before. Okay. I go. You sent me to a place I hate. For an item you don't even know for sure is there? What are you doing? What are you doing to me? Are you flipping out in the middle of Trader Joe's this I, I'm loud. Okay. I'm loud. And and I'm like, I, people, I did see a couple people <laughs> licking me in the side eye because I was talking about how much I hated being there and how these old, like the average age of people who go there is 70. And uh, that probably didn't go over well. And so, uh, no offense to all you like Trader Joe's, help yourselves. This is not for me. And so I just, I asked, I even stopped and I'm like, all right, all right, I got to go. <laughs> Bye. And I asked uh, one of the workers there, I'm like, hey, do you have any sprouts? And she goes, no, we don't. Oh, my God, they don't even have any? And uh, she goes, we got these green things, but they're not sprouts. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> she sent me into a place she knows I hate. For an item she doesn't even know is there. Did you ever find out why she wanted Trader Joe's sprouts specifically? No! Oh, okay. So there's no method to the madness. There is no... It was just like, hey, let's poke the bear today and see what happens. And I just, you know, for... It took me about 45 minutes to calm down and to just be a reasonable human being again. And I'm like, never again. You know how sometimes you like to bother people to get them annoyed? Maybe your wife... You're rubbing off on your wife. Yeah, she would... I don't know what she was thinking. She... (laughs) I'm not sure what she was thinking, but... She wanted to torture you and it ended up working out. Yeah. So you wasted a trip to your worst place in the history of the world okay went in there for nothing and you walked out empty-handed you did not oh i was gonna buy anything else (laughs) all right i don't know if you've thought and maybe you're there you're like i'm not wasting a trip i'm going to get something yeah no no no. there's you know there's some great products there uh but uh i can't uh, i don't know what it is about it but i just can't do it man no two buck chuck for you no two buck chuck morning after with nick and big J. I do not expect trader joe's to be advertising on the station anytime soon but we do have bad impressions next on the x rocks So far, I'm not impressed. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore. And we have tickets for you to a concert March 3rd. The Young Dubliners will be taking over the dating factory. We'll get you hooked up with that fun. If you can figure out Bad Impressions here, I'm predicting two clues, Nick. All right, the predictions are in. Let's see if you can best Big J or if it takes you more. You never know. But if you want to play Bad Impressions, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. If you're unfamiliar with the concept, it works like this. Big J has three clues total that point to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, then congratulations. Concert tickets are yours. To the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike. You're up first. Good luck. Brody, I'm an FBI agent. Next. Whoa. I know kung fu. (laughs) Sounds like Keanu Reeves. There you go. That's right. Congratulations, Mike. That's a great impression. (laughs) Hang on one second. Thanks. Those first two clues are always the same. Yeah, well, I, you know, on occasion uh, I'll change something up, but it's. Uh, What's the third one just for fun? I didn't make one. Oh my god! Well, it had go, to be two. Chad Theodore Logan. And why is Keanu Reeves in the news? 
Listen, as much as I like to make fun of him sometimes, I mean, it's hard not to love Keanu Reeves. And uh, he uh, did a, a nice long interview with Variety magazine. Is of course, John Wick Chapter 4 is coming out. And much like Nick, some of our favorite bands who have a, a, an album coming out, and what do they always say? It's the best we've ever done. It's the hardest album we've ever done. And Keanu Reeves is saying the same thing about John Wick Chapter 4. It's got He's worked the hardest he's ever worked for this. 12 weeks of training. It's new levels of action, Reeves says. Well, it has. I mean, that's the, that's the universe they've created for themselves. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have to one-up what they've done in the past, and that makes it borderline bonkers. Yeah, and uh, he said the most challenging was a car stunt in which uh, uh, Keanu's uh, character races around the historic Arc de Triomphe in Paris. Uh, he had to learn how to do a reverse 180 and drift all while reloading his prop gun and shooting it out the front door. So he explained that he uh, he wanted to make sure and bring the muscle cars back. And he spent an, an, an exorbitant amount of time of working out and getting ready for this movie. And it's almost three hours long. That's a long John Wick movie. Y'all. But it's going to have Donnie Yen in it, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, this looks like it's going to be a hell of a movie. And uh, it's coming out here in just a few weeks. Yeah, that's... That's the that's probably the most unbelievable thing about this is that as I was looking, I'm like, oh my god, we're like three weeks away from the new John Wick movie. For goodness sake. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, clocking in at two hours and forty nine minutes. Yeah, man. Uh, so pack a lunch and get ready. But you know what? I have yet to be disappointed by a John Wick movie. So I've got Whoa, pretty high expectations for Nick. this one. Agree or disagree on that? Oh, agree, man. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> That is Daughtry with Lizzie Hale. That is separate ways here on the morning after with Nick and Big J wrapping things up. Thank you for listening to the show. Special thank you to Bronson Royal for joining us this morning, talking about his new album and his life yeah, in Major Baseball. You yeah, it was nice. We have touched base several times over the years, although I know he couldn't pick me out of the lineup. But uh, it was nice to talk rock music with Bronson. You can check that out if you miss any part of the show. The Nerd Alert, uh, Big J's wife sending him to Trader Joe's for no reason whatsoever. It's all available. You can do us a favor and check out the morning after podcast it is up after the show commercial free versions of the show if you want to check it out that would be great you'd be doing us a favor hell you'd be doing yourself maybe even your family a favor because you feel like you're in a better mood after you listen to the show agree or disagree yeah so check it out wherever podcasts are available that leaves you with the floor sir hey everybody today is national chili day oh are you making chili no oh I'm the only one in my family that likes chili really so I mean it's just oh man how did that happen I don't know I don't know. So it's just like, why bother? I mean, I can't make chili just for myself. It's crazy. Does it do, well, I mean, is it? do you like beans in your chili or no? What? I mean, I don't beans know. Beans don't belong in chili. Okay, I, well, I mean, in some people's chili it does. Well, I don't know who those people are. I'm trying They're to animals. figure out what your family is adverse to when it comes to chili. Because they like soups, they yeah. like meat, they like, and that's really I don't a spice, think they like right? meat. You don't think so? No. How come? I every time I, I try to you know do something uh, nice and smoke something like yeah we don't we don't like we don't want ribs we don't want you know man maybe they don't like your cooking big J yeah that that I'm, that's why I don't cook anymore that'll teach him right <laughs> but does that mean you have to stop buying kitchen stuff for yourself yeah I'm out of the pampered chef business oh no oh big J R I P yeah. did you shut down yep. the site yeah oh no. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. How was it, though, as an experience of being somebody that sold pampered chef? It's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> worth the trouble? Is that what you're telling me? No, I don't think so. You were I so mean, passionate about that money. for like a yeah. good three minutes. It was a nice it, run. It was 15. 
Ryan, you're right. Credit where credit's due. It was a 15-minute excursion. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for Tank and Tankless Water Heaters. <laughs> what a way to break the news to me, the Shroud yeah, of the Pamper Sorry, shopping. man. For Tank and Tankless Water Heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, toilets that won't flush, stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing Heating and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.